push record here. I think there's a ghost in here. It is on right, Dude, right. it's October 1st, yeah. about to be. Anyways, we have a, our guest today is Big Lee. Yo, yo, yo. And we have uh, DJ Defo coming in later and Restricted KJ. They're going to get in when they can because uh, they are uh, they're having a performance together. All right, so... That was the weirdest thing ever, dude. That that uh, sound thing. I've, right? Yeah. So we'll be we'll be going live. <laughs> Lee, you're, you're, you're in touch with the universe. Uh, <laughs> should, we, should we mail it in tonight? That, that thing seems to be happening. All right, all right. No, man, you're good. We're you're good. good. Okay. Right through it. Right through it. Um, like everything's going, yeah, everything's going wrong. It's weird. All right. Anyways, okay. People we're, are we're, looking we're for your voice here. in the dark, bro. All right, so yeah, People if you want to call into the show, 805-323-6224, you can leave a voicemail. We have some voicemails to go over. Or if you want to call in live, just uh, give us a call in about half an hour. We'll be going live. Today, the guest, we have uh, Jordan from the 805 Uncensored podcast. You want to say hello? Get up on that mic, man. He, yo, look, yo, yo. He has a mic arm. You can get all on there. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's right. All right. What's up, everybody? It's good to be back. And then also, we have uh, Renegade Weedmaster, Big Lee. Hey, Lee. Yo, yo, yo. And so, Lee, the, the reason uh, we have Lee on is because uh, we're coming up in uh, October. And October is a very special uh, month for cannabis growers. And the Magical uh, time. And the... Uh, what do you call it? The P9 uh, region? October or is... The West Coast? Yeah. Probably my favorite month. O October? Yeah. 
Okay. Crap, Craptober. Yeah, we me and Leah call it Crap season two. Like fucking love Halloween, man. Yeah. You like it because you're into little kid trick or treating shit, Jordan. <laughs> but me and Lee like it because we're into harvesting uh, cannabis. You know, uh, everybody, if you're an outdoor grower, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're an outdoor grower, October is known as uh, Croptober, and then uh, me and Lee thought it would be a good idea for all of you out there, just in case you haven't thought of it yet. I know we have five home growing uh, listeners, and then a lot of you that are going to be growing next year because uh, we've inspired you to do so. But uh, do you have any uh, cropping tips for Croptober for the listeners? Plenty, man. First of all, I love that you're a a proponent for cultivating your own medicine, man, because that's what it's really all about. And uh, staying away from a lot of this bullshit GMO stock that they got you buying. The dispensaries is always a good idea. It's more healthy. You know what you're putting in your plants. You know what you're putting in your body when you grow it yourself. So absolutely, I love it. Kudos to you on that one. Yeah, Lee and I we used to do like a little gardening show as well back in the day. Uh, Lee, where are you right now? If you don't mind uh, giving away, you don't have to give us your address or anything. But what country are you in? I won't give you my address, but I am in beautiful Mexico right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Somewhere near or about. Puerto Vallarta. So very nice. And I was wondering if you could uh, tell us why you decided to leave the United States, and uh, you know, should we stay or should we go? Uh, <laughs> it depends. Uh, do you have uh, infrastructure to support yourself when the grocery stores are no longer a viable option to feed your family? No. Uh, <laughs> what about you you might want to think about getting out of there. Jordan, do you have in- infrastructure? Right now? Yeah, that would survive if the grocery store went out? No. Alright, so Jordan's yeah. a goner. Yeah, Jordan and I are gone. <laughs> I think the only crop I have alive right now is my cannabis. And uh, okay. I don't think that's going to feed my family. <laughs> no, not for long. Yeah. Not for long. Um... So why did I leave? Well, uh, for those reasons and, and many more. You know, the States has been on the decline for a long time now. And yeah. as all empires inevitably do crumble, I just, uh, I'm a big fan of history. And I, I think I read the writing on the wall and, and the empire is about due for a readjustment. So I just tried to be ahead of the curve, man, and get the fuck out before the shit hit the fan completely and make sure I was in a place where I could, you know, have access to land and have the ability to grow my own vegetables and fruits and, you know, just have more access to, uh, you know, infrastructure that didn't include the same type of uh, limitations as we have in the States, man. There's tons of farmers and farmers markets and, you know, just different ways to obtain your food that, that doesn't, you know, rely on a supermarket and a, a chain of supply that's always a threat, you know. It's always, always, you know, super, super vicarious that, you know, you'll be able to feed your family based on what you can buy at the grocery store. If they run out of shit, if there's a run, 
You know, if if the if the deliveries don't come on time, it could be in a really shitty scenario. If it, Instacart doesn't come, if Instacart doesn't show up, man, you know, you don't want to look at your family and not be able to feed them. That's a really shitty look, and a lot of people. Yeah. In the states, find themselves in that situation. There's food deserts all over, and if you're, you know, lucky enough to live in a, in an area that's not a food desert, then you still have to, you know, have to contend with scarcity of resources if there was any type of emergency or shortage of any kind. And uh, it's not like that in the rest of the world. It's not like that in Mexico. It's not like that in most of Central and South America. What's a what's a major difference? Like, do you, what makes you think that uh, Mexico really would be like different? I really like brought up the term food desert. <laughs> you said what? Now? I really like <laughs> that you brought up the term food desert. Not a lot of people are familiar with that, especially here in the states. Oh man, it's a real thing. Very and, much uh, so. You know, very much so. It's a real thing. A lot of people don't have the resources and the, and the financial ability to live in areas that aren't in a food desert, and, and that's I would say most of the population in the states is living in food deserts it's not like an uncommon thing they would have you think that it's just in the ghettos and the people in their extreme poverty but there's a lot of neighborhoods near you that are food deserts and and it's a real problem you know in 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 all of the united states and it's one that's been planned it's it's not a coincidence oh yeah it's 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 capitalism man are very purpose it's it's capitalism at its finest man Mm -hmm. and they're very purposefully designed that way um, to keep people from, you know, from from getting, you know, the food that they need to be healthy. Everybody has access to fast food, and that's yeah. what they want. But not everybody has access to fresh fruits and vegetables and produce that's healthy. So it's a huge problem, big problem. One of the major reasons why I left, I didn't want to be... Um, you know, susceptible to food instability. And I was not comfortable living in the food desert. And, uh, and I just didn't want to have those type of problems. There's other problems, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, everything. I couldn't agree more with everything that you said. Those those problems were at the top of my issues to avoid list. And so, yeah, that was pretty much the main motivation for me leaving the States, along with you know, violence perpetrated against you know, blacks and Latinos and mm-hmm. my, my black family was a target, you know, every time we left the house. And I had sons and daughters, and I didn't want to expose them to those, you know, possibilities either. So that was, you know, another major motivating factor. You know, tons of others, man, but just off top, food instability and violence. Sure. It's been pretty mellow where you are in uh, Mexico. Not not too much violence. Oh yeah. Oh, I haven't seen any violence. I don't hear sirens or police. I haven't I haven't heard a helicopter in years. <laughs> the ghetto birds. Yeah, that's fantastic. The ghetto birds yeah, not existing over here, and they would have you know propaganda would have you thinking otherwise. Cartels everywhere, killing everybody all day mm-hmm. long. It's just. Yeah, yeah. It's just not. Propaganda is a motherfucker. The United States does not want you to leave. They depend on your tax money and, and, and you just spending in their infrastructure. It depends on you. You're you're basically a your machination of of the design. You're you're basically a, you're the juice in the battery that keeps that whole shit spinning. And if you divest, then they lose money and they lose power. And that's that's what I did. I divested from that whole program. I unplugged. 
and I'm sure they're not happy about it, but it's what. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do we got to do to get you back over here? Um, what would have to happen? Oh, uh, <laughs> Randy, Randy Uncle Randy. Randy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it would have to be something you know, major. Yeah, I don't really see. I don't really see any scenario that I would come back and deal with that stress and live under those conditions again. Not if I didn't have any options, and I, I don't feel like that'll ever be a a thing for me to not have that option to stay the fuck out of there because I'm born and raised you know I'm 40 something years old and I've had enough man I'm I'm done with that lifestyle I gotta hand it to you because uh, you figured out a couple things you figured out how to not have a 9 to 5 and uh, make a living when you were in the states and then you figured out at age 40 just that you're out and uh, I don't know anybody else that has the balls to make that kind of a decision you know, with kids, you know. with everything. So, congratulations, Lee. Yeah, cheers to that. Yeah, cheers, Riddle. Yeah, Jordan is nodding vigorously to everything you're saying. By the way, and yeah, Jordan is uh, has a background of uh, what a your what how do you describe your politics? Anarcho communist. Yeah, anarcho communist. Anarcho communist. That's awesome. Oh yeah, dude. I yeah, think you're no. based as fuck. I'm totally agreeing with everything you're saying. I got three books right in front of me. I got Angela Davis. I got an Indigenous People's History of the United States. And I got Cast: The Origins of Our Discontents. <laughs> oh, that's absolutely awesome. I'm having you on my show, by the way. Yeah. Have you read any of those books, Lee? I have. I not. have. I have. Oh, okay. And they're awesome literature, all of them. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't classify myself in any of those uh, political affiliations. I think they're all fucked up. Uh, I'm not an anarchist either. I don't, I don't believe that there should be complete lawlessness, because you know, at the end of the day, you're gonna have violence regardless, right? Yeah. So, so if, so if if you if you go the anarchy route, you're looking at a whole bunch of, of violence to any extreme that has no checks and balances and then you really you really do have the lord of the flies type shit because we're all kids at the end of the day <laughs> and, and really we're all a bunch of 12 year olds <laughs> and you know and, and then it becomes you know a, a fight to the death for your fucking food and shelter so i'm not into anarchy either i'm not into socialism or communism i'm definitely not a capitalist like i thought i was <laughs> Um, I didn't get that impression from you. <laughs> no, I, I mean, for, you know, for most of my life, you couldn't tell me shit about capitalism. I was convinced that the ideology was sound and that's what it was. But now I'm kind of like, I don't know, I guess I would lean to like socialism light. I don't know. I guess, you know, because really the states is socialist. I don't care what anybody says. It's 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 a it's literally a practice in, in socialism. Yeah, Anytime it sounds we're like banned. you have a clear understanding, you know, of white supremacy and genocide and the historical oh, foundations of Imper everything. Imperialism, yeah, imperialism, imperialism everything this country is yeah. built on, all of that. Yeah, you have a clear understanding of all that. It's, it's beautiful. I mean, I'm a black man, and, and I grew up in Los Angeles, so I got an understanding of, of how that whole shit works just on a very visceral base level. Sure. But to be an expat and to live in Central America and to understand firsthand how socialism works, at least here in this version of it, 
it's so very similar to what we have in the states. They just call things by different names. You know, it really mm. is. It's not. It's not very much so different. The only major difference I would say is that in the states they support the businesses more than they do the workers, and here it's a little bit the opposite. The the workers have more support than businesses. And that's really the major difference that I've experienced. Other than that, man, it's the same fucking beast by a different name. Yeah, governments are oppressive. Can you see yourself? uh, Can you see yourself going to like a a different country? Or you you pretty happy in Mexico right now? No, I'm I'm happy in Mexico, but I'm I'm not opposed to to something else. You know, I, I started off in Costa Rica. I was in Costa Rica for four almost five years. And now I'm in Mexico, and would I go somewhere else? Absolutely. I don't know that Mexico is my final destination, but I'm just enjoying it for now. My kids are comfortable. What do you What do you think about Cuba? Cuba's an island, and all islands have the same problems. They don't produce enough to you know to sustain themselves, and they rely on imports. And anytime you live on an island, you're, you know, in, in a, there's a hurricane. We've all seen what happens in Puerto Rico and Cuba when there's a fucking hurricane. It's chaos and it's everybody's hungry. And the infrastructure is just not capable of sustaining their population. So when you have natural disasters, you go, you know, the shit really hits the fan on an island. You yep. can't, you know, mm-hmm. where are you going to go? <laughs> all know? right. So you will not be moving to an you said, you said what? I said the ocean is undefeated. The ocean is undefeated. Takes no L's. <laughs> but yeah, you don't want to fight that fight, man. Do and, not uh, you fuck know, with her. Yeah, hey. ask, ask any Haitian refugee, ask any Cuban boat people, ask any, you know, anybody on an island that can't get the fuck off is, is going to have a different perspective, hopefully. Hey, Lee, uh... Just to go back to your uh, cannabis growing, how many how many years of experience do you have growing cannabis? Wow, over twenty. Over, over twenty years. Okay. Right, I'm gonna smoke a bowl right now. Speaking of that. Yeah, let's light up one of those joints. And then, uh, so uh, in that twenty years, what, what would you say is like the main lesson that you learned about it? You know, something that you thought in the first year that is totally different than the year twenty. I have my things because I think I've been doing it for 15. <laughs> you can never grow enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true for me. <laughs> but but no, that's I where know, you I and have, I differ. I have, yeah, yeah, I know. I, I have a commercial cultivation yeah. background, so for me, you know, every you know every plant equals a certain amount of dollars, and, uh, and that's how I still look at it. You know, we've had this conversation. Once you, once, you, once you cultivate commercially for some amount of time, it's damn near impossible to adjust your mental, you know, your, your way of thinking to anything other than commercial production. So for me, I would say there's never enough. I'm always thinking bigger. In my mind, I'm mm-hmm. thinking when I have a, a 50 lighter, I need a 100 lighter. If I have a 100 lighter, I need a 200 lighter. Yeah, and we, so... Yeah, very different styles between uh, you and me as far as the uh, sheer volume. <laughs> and uh, I've I've been lucky enough to witness uh, some of your operation back in the day. I was wondering if um, 
you know, if people, like some of the listeners, you know, they smoke weed, and I'm sure, just judging by the size of some of your operations, that everybody listening has probably smoked a big Lee weed. Uh, would you say in that's a Southern fair statement? California, yeah, in Southern in California. Southern California, I guarantee it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, Absolutely. everybody, thank Big Lee for uh, <laughs> that uh, surreal experience that you had. You're um, welcome. Wh- where do you think the biggest chance of uh, somebody smoking your weed was? Like, if they lived in what neighborhood? Oh, anywhere on the west side of Los Angeles, odds were mm-hmm. high. High, very high. Anywhere near the beach. Yeah, yeah. West LA, Baldwin Hills, Inglewood. All right. All of the above. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All the way down to Long Beach and fucking San Diego, really. Um, Yeah. I still have some family out there still doing it. They're not really uh, cultivating on a commercial level, but they're heavy in the distribution still. I don't think I got any tax laying around, but <laughs> I know you got some of my genetics, Uncle Randy. Yeah, yeah. I got some of the yeah. best Gorilla Glue. That's right. Ever. That's right. Yeah. We still talk <laughs> yeah. about the 2019 Gorilla Glue on uh, on my street. There, you know, there my you neighbors go. and I. It was a legendary uh, strain that uh, I think we've go. really equaled since then. That's what I'm talking about. I found a I found an old burner cell phone of mine with a bunch of pics and videos. I'm not to send you some. Hell yeah, you do it. We'll put it on our Instagram so people can see the type of operation that you used to do. There it is. There it is. There it is. You do you have any good uh, stories from those days? You know, uh, with growing such high volume, did you ever feel like uh, you were in danger or high <laughs> risk or anything like that? Oh, regularly, sure. I used to. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I guess I can. But now, yeah. I used to grow marijuana on Venice Boulevard. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I had a warehouse on Venice Boulevard. I'm not going to give the cross street because I don't want to get my landlord in trouble. But yeah, yeah, I used to go on Venice Boulevard, right down the street from the police station. Really? And, yeah. Uh, I, had the, I had the police in my warehouse before. <laughs> <laughs> to look at to look at my video surveillance cameras of some asshole who would uh, uh, ran his car into the building next to me. So did you? Have- I used to be a, I, used to, I used to be a little nervous about my my get down, but I think uh, the key to the commercial production on that type of scale is just anonymity, man, and keeping it very low key. And I yeah. I got stories about you know, near misses and shit, but yeah. what was the uh, closest you came to uh, getting in serious trouble for this? Uh, the closest I came to getting in serious trouble for this, mm, I would say, you know, at one point, um, unbe well, not unbeknownst to me, but when I uh, took over a lease. I had the uh, I had the DWP investigation branch show up and basically tell me they knew what I was doing and that I should stop right away before they inform the police. <laughs> wow, I didn't know the DWP uh, gave a shit about cannabis. Seems like it's no, out of their jurisdiction. Have, they absolutely do if you're stealing power in order to cultivate your cannabis. Gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, that was probably 
the closest I ever came to any kind of for What'd you do at that point? You shut down? Uh, no. I yeah, started I know you didn't. <laughs> I know you didn't. That was a trick question. Yeah. <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> Yeah, but but is it you know for all of you out there, if the DWP does contact you, um, do you have any advice for them in that situation? Like, what did you do? Oh did yeah, Co cooperate cooperate with the DWP because if they're cool, if you're cool with the DWP, they're not necessarily going to tell on you because they don't care. At the end of the day, they just want to make sure you're paying for your product, which is energy. Yeah, if you yeah. Pay your bill, then they're probably not going to harass you. I would say probably. I don't know what it's like now. I think, uh, you know, you got to realize all those, uh, the rules were a little different five years ago or so when I was on my way out. So, <laughs> yeah, now it's like, know, like, now you can't even get fired for uh, smoking weed as long as you're not doing it at work. Yeah, but yeah. I think the rules on on cultivation are even more strict. The rules on consumption have been yeah. completely relaxed. Well, that but doesn't surprise there, me. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. That was well. That was the purpose for the legalization push was to make it really, really difficult to cultivate and make money, but really easy to consume and you know, have it everywhere on every corner, super cheap. And you got to look at that too. There's there's reasons for all that shit. And I don't. Uh, I've never condoned that or any of those. Uh, I think. Uh, recreational legalization was a bad bad idea and i think it's uh gonna be problematic in the long run but that's just a personal opinion you working a bomb right now me no oh okay oh that was jordan Hey, uh, I just want to address some comments. Uh, Junior is uh, has to work tonight, but he's going to come in if he's able to. So that's where, where he is. So in case you're wondering where is Junior, hopefully he's on the way. But, you know, he's, he's got to make... Midnight, midnight soccer game somewhere, no? Yeah, well, he's, uh, he's doing what you have been uh, so intelligently avoiding all these years, is working like a stupid-ass job <laughs> night shift, you know? <laughs> So, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Jordan and I Jordan and I had to work today. Although Jordan somehow goes to the beach like all the time. Yeah, but I go after work. I work yeah. at eight thirty to five. But dude, it's yeah. not for very much not very much longer, um this it's gonna start getting dark early. So yeah, I'm gonna be off work and I'm not gonna be able to catch that sunset. So like it's gonna be just a fucking travesty. Yeah. yeah, it's always depressing when it gets dark, you know, and they do that stupid-ass daylight savings, and now it's like all of a sudden it's nighttime while you're in the middle of your, like, right after don't, lunch. They don't, they don't do that. They don't do of that. Of course over they here. don't. Of course they don't. It sounds like the, everything here sucks, it sounds like. Every time I talk to you, I'm like, this country sucks. <laughs> you know what that means? Yeah, it does. I'm born and raised in L.A., though, and I still yeah. haven't had a taco as good as I have back, back in Los Angeles. So, yeah there's that there's that yeah i'd say the same for cuban food I, I just feel like la has all the right ingredients and the right recipes really you know they really do yeah you cannot fuck with los angeles food well have you uh have you been slimming down since you left uh, la 
man. I've lost a cool 65 pounds. God damn. You know what? You're, you're going to have to change it. You're not going to be big lean anymore. in the U.S. Yeah, you're not going to be. Well, big. I'm, I'm medium. I'm still large. I'm 6'5 still, but I'm, not, I'm nowhere near what I used to be. Nice. Yeah. yeah, it's a big difference. Yeah. Are you uh, looking pictures of myself? Are you like the wow. tallest person in your whole town? <laughs> I haven't seen anybody taller than me, so I would probably assume so. Yeah. You're not fitting in. You're not like fitting in. You know, this is probably pretty tough nah, for you. To you could find me. You could, you, <laughs> yeah, you could find me. You could find me if you wanted to. Guarantee. <laughs> So, cool, so uh, Lee, we're we're coming up on crop cropped over here. Uh, personally, um, I'm gonna be harvesting tomorrow. Okay. And uh, I was wondering if you had any tips for people about to cut down their uh, outdoor grow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, if you can find yourself uh, a monocle or uh, any type of a uh, high magnifying, like a, a, a personal magnifier. Mm-hmm. And you can take a look at your pistols and your trichomes. That's going to give you the best clue as to when it's absolutely time to to cull your your babies. And I know you know, but you're going to look for the trichomes to be a, a nice mix. I prefer a, a 70, 30 mix of dark amber colored trichome and cloudy trichome to clear like milky uh, white because some people say amber milky milky white is cool but for me i like to let them go a little bit further than that which is gonna say amber yeah i like the heavier mix of amber trichome to milky white and uh i don't really want to see too many clear at all and that's just me i like you know i like a more of a couch lock more heavy, mm. you know, effect on, on mine. So I would like them to go a little bit longer than most people do. What do you feel like the amber gives you? Oh, it's it's all about the sedative quality, man. The, you know, the darker, the longer you go, the the more it's gonna sit your ass down. And if yeah, you're not yeah. looking, if you're looking for something more more flighty, more, you know, more of a sativa type effect, regardless of your strain, you can pull off whatever effect you want out of your trees. You really can. And just by going longer and allowing them to mature to full, you know, to full capacity, it's going to give you that really heavy narcotic effect. And the longer you wait to harvest, it's, it's going to be stronger and stronger. So I like it like that. Uh, personally, so I'm 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 a heavy fan of indica dominant strains. So for me, I always want to let mine go just a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, long as possible before they before they start to you know uh, go bad on the vine because you know, you can't wait too long and then you have if you wait till everything is all amber that's too long and you can have you know. You could have what I like to call it like carrying on the vine, which is not really a good luck because then it leads to mold and other parasites. Yeah, yeah. It's a fine line, but you, I like to go, I like to err on the side of just a little longer than than earlier. Lee, Lee gave me some good advice the other day. He said, uh, you know, cut off, like if you're outdoor growing, cut off your tops and then let the mids yep. grow a little bit longer, maybe till the end of October. 
Mm. So I thought yeah. that was like really solid advice because you don't have to harvest everything all at once. Plus, it's a big operation. That's you know. That's, yeah, that's the when you're not doing commercial cultivation, you can you can afford to not harvest everything all at once. When you when you're doing commercial cultivation, pretty much you got it. When it's go time, you got to go. You got to take yeah. everything down because you got deadlines. It's a timing. Yeah, you got deadlines, you got space issues, you know, you got timing, can't have a whole room full of varying stage, you know, stuff going on. It has to all be, you know, uniform. Hey, when you, uh, when you left for uh, Mexico, was there like a little pushback from people that wanted you to be there with the garden every day providing, you know, such a good product? Oh, I get calls to this day, man. I get phone calls (laughs) regularly. Yeah. Some, of uh, yeah. <laughs> Some of them for me. Some of them for me. When are you coming back, asshole? We don't get what we used to. We're not happy about it. <laughs> Lee, we miss that sweet because now it's like the third or fourth generation since you're, you're not getting five star reviews on Yelp anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Customer satisfaction is down. It has diminished, <laughs> yeah, like dramatically. You know, I'm retired, man. I don't. I can't really. You know, I can't help. It's it's out of my jurisdiction now. So yeah. you guys are on your own. I feel uh, like you. You got Uncle Randy. You got Uncle Randy. He has access to some of my genetics, and he's holding yeah. it down. So holler at Uncle Randy. He'll give you the blueprint. <laughs> don't holler at me, and don't come over. <laughs> Fuck don't, all you yeah, guys. Don't come yeah. Over. <laughs> You're on your own, assholes. Yeah. You're on your own. Get your own genetics. <laughs> Nah, I don't know, man. I, 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 you know, I wish everybody the best of luck. Yeah. I'm always happy to have you know, my I urge all, all you guys out there, it's legal now. Get a plant. Just grow yeah. one plant. You know. Yeah. You got to see the difference, and then also you got to watch your health. Like you know, if you're worried about what you eat, I, I always love these hippie people. You know, they'll be like, oh, I only eat organic, uh, you know, plants, I'm a vegan, all this shit. And then they'll, yeah, no pesticides, organic only. And then they'll, yeah, then they'll smoke some uh, Eagle 3, like, cartel weed and not even think about it. It's like you're ingesting that into your lungs. That's, like, highly more toxic than anything you eat. You know, anyways, fucking hippies. popping Molly and fucking drinking like fish. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, just, like, watch what you smoke, people, just for your health, you know? I don't need to exercise, man. I could just take melatonin. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Hey, man. And they'll, the, they'll smoke the worst weed. Yeah. Grow your own. Yeah. Follow Uncle Randy's advice. Grow your own shit. Yeah. Pop your own seed. We're in California. We have the best climate. Hey, I'm just curious. This has nothing to do with cannabis, but give me your top three favorite movies. Me? Top three favorite movies? Yeah. Oh, wow, Jordan with the curveball. That's, that's a tough one. That is yeah, a curveball. Fuck. Okay. Um, I really enjoy, there's a movie called The Adventures of Baron von Munchausen. <laughs> one of my favorite movies of all time. I don't know why. Is that from the 80s? It's it's no it's a nineties movie, maybe yeah. early nineties. Mm. Maybe it is from the fucking eighties. I'm old. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Maybe it is from the 80s. And uh, what else? Top three. Belly. I love that movie. Oh, Belly, Belly dude. The, I don't I don't like the movie, but the best five minutes of any movie I've ever seen. The best. The, In the, the beginning? Way, that opening track shot where they're walking through the club with the blue lights. Oh, yeah. You know? The hype and it has that song. He's like, a fucking... He's a yeah, that is a great opening scene. Yeah. Yeah. And then the beat drops right as uh, right at the right time. You know, if I could say something else about that movie, um, I would say it doesn't get credit. It doesn't get the credit that it deserves for that opening sequence. I always feel like people talk about like Boogie Nights, Snake Eyes, um, Goodfellas. You know, because they have like those long track shots, but Belly, yep. that's my favorite out of all those. Oh man, I love that movie. I love the whole flick. I love it. Uh, what else do I got for top favorite movie? Uh, <clears throat> on a blank, man. Well, just give us a good one. We're not going to like hold you to your top three. I mean, you could change it. You come up, you'll probably come up with something tomorrow. Like, God damn, I didn't say that, but you know, just give us a good one. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'll come back to it. Let me think about it. I only can spit off those two right For now. Sure. Like, yeah, kind of put you on the spot. That's chill. Hey, you know, since you said that, I just want to say that uh, we have an episode coming up pretty soon. We're gonna have um, Destiny and this guy Eric. We're gonna do a um, a scene by scene review of the movie uh, Sicario, which is a Mexican drug cartel movie. Have you seen that, Lee? Sounds Which one? Yeah, it's called a uh, Sicario, with uh, Benicio del Toro. That's it. Oh, okay. My third favorite movie, Apocalypto. Hands oh, down. Oh shit! Dude, that's in my top three too. That movie is fantastic. There. There yeah. you go, Apocalypto. And yes, yeah, Sicario, mm-hmm. the original one was a fucking amazing. The second one is trash. But yeah, yeah. First yeah, one's yeah. awesome. Yeah, the first one's really first good. So if you want to watch it, we're going to go over it scene by scene because uh, we really love that movie. But, you know, as you, that's part of the propaganda that, like, makes you afraid of Mexico, to be honest. But whatever. It's a good sure. fucking movie. Oh, it's a great movie. movie. Best, some of the best cinematography and the best uh, direction. Easy. Best, Easy. Cur- like, three, three characters that are just amazing characters, badasses. I agree. I agree. And my buddy's in that movie. Really? My buddy's in yeah, my buddy. Uh, yeah, he's a guy. I know your buddy. He's a guy that get his finger poked with a ear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's the one that gets into it with the chick, and he's he's working yeah, for the cartel. Exactly. He's, he's like having sex with her, and then she looks over and sees sees like his money clip or something, and she's like, "Oh shit!" She, she sees yeah. the rubber band. Yeah, she sees the rubber yeah, band. Yeah, the rubber band. Yeah, and she's like. Oh, I gotta kill this guy now. Yeah, he's a dirtbag. Yep. She got like, you. She's like, maybe I should just fuck for yeah. like five more minutes. You know. <laughs> hey, how how's the lady situation out there, Lee? How are those ladies treating you out there? Oh man, I, it's gotta be tough. Gotta I plead be tough. the I plead the fifth, man. Yeah, that's that's a very fifth, good sign. Man. It's a strong sign. It's a whole different world out here. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. all I'm gonna say. It's a whole different. It's a whole different are you, world. Are Wait, you do you have any bi- Uh, huh? Go ahead, Jordan. I'm sorry. Are you bilingual? Almost. I'm. 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 I'm I would say sixty percent. Oh, I can't do awesome, business. Man. I can't. 
I can't do business yet, but I can order fucking food. And I, I need like, to go. Let me tell you, let me tell you something, Jordan. Lee's out here pulling. I do pretty well. Lee's out there pulling pussy with like a third grader's language. He's a fucking third grader walking around getting getting poon tank. Literally, literally, yeah. literally. Fifth grade, yeah. maybe top. Fifth He's like a mentally challenged guy walking around, and it doesn't matter. Lee's got such strong game. He could be like basically retarded and getting these chicks. <laughs> Do you have any tips for the? Do you have I'm any not, tips for the I'm fellas out there? I was like, you know, advice on like that, what to do. Fellas, to... Yeah, fellas, uh, shit, man, get your money right. Get your money right. <laughs> get your money. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have your money right, and and all else is is easy. So flash around your no, money, no. and these chicks will, you know, no, they don't need, no, you don't need no, to no, talk no, to them. No, 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 no. Just get your money together, man. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's it, and that's. Have your money together. It'll exude confidence. You know, it's its own draw. Just have your money right. I don't have my money right, by the way. So, <laughs> and he's still. So he has no money. Third graders language. And he's still pulling it. It's, it's unreal. It's unreal. You're like the Forrest Gump of picking up girls. Like he's just wandering around and ends up near Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, it, it's not like that you know it's funny now because i was you know i was recently single after being married and going through that separation shit and yeah when i started this whole like you know i don't know what i would call it but uh quest this uh, uh exercise yeah this quest for fire that, that all men find themselves on at some point um <laughs> I had been so far off the market for so long that I didn't know the protocol, man. I didn't know the rules. They've they've changed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they've changed drastically, man. And and I remember the last time I was single, and it was much more difficult when you got these apps now, man. And I I jumped on a Tinder app, I guess, <laughs> and the next thing I knew, bitches are harassing me, and I'm not even. You know, I'm I'm just I'm just over here being me, and next thing yeah. I know, I'm yeah, I'm I'm I got prospects and, and all kind of shit going on that I really didn't anticipate, and uh, and it's so the the hunt is no longer really there, man. It's it's so different, and uh, I'm not complaining, but it, it it does take a little bit of the thrill away, the, the thrill of the yeah, chase, yeah, you know. Yeah. Absolutely, really I miss the whole app thing. Stuff. I, I totally missed it by like a the year. Just the whole app thing. I never use the uh, the apps oh, to get girls. You because, and me both. You and, yeah. You and, you like and I just both. missed I it. No. Jordan's Jordan's oh, doing man. that swipe right shit. He's probably pulling pulling chicks left and right too. Man, that shit is not even a challenge though. To be honest, it's really like it's kind of no, like, it's so gross. I mean, it's too. cool. <laughs> yeah. It's it's cool because you keep your Jimmy wet, but. It's such a. Yeah. It's it's kind of like you ain't it takes so much reaction. Yeah, I mean you you'd like you, you like to hunt. I say most of the time you're not going to meet your wife on there though. Like I I'm not saying you can't, but you know yeah. No, you're you're probably you right. But I think, I've been to a tender wedding before. <clears throat> yeah, there you go. Yeah, see, I'm not saying they don't happen, but yeah, yeah. 
That's not true. Allegedly, if you see Jordan, he's not looking for a, a wife on Tinder. So, <laughs> back off. Don't fuck up. Don't yeah. salt up Jordan's game, man. You don't know what he's looking for, man. Leave Jordan alone. Yeah, man, we had to do hard work. These kids don't know. Yeah, we used hard to have work, to work, man. right? Especially we used you to look, follow you look through. like I do. You got to work extra hard. Yeah. yeah, we used to have to follow through, man. We used to have to pursue and date and yeah. harass or two. I was before text message. That's when you had to pay ten cents for every text message. So you had to be, you know, very selective. Talk and, to him, Uncle yeah, Andy. and really count the Talk letters when you're running. You had to run a quick game Talk with minimal him. letters. <laughs> Otherwise, you're gonna drop ten cents left and right. Facts. Yeah. So basically, it led to a lot of phone calls. I would say, you know, a lot of phone there was calls. A lot of, phone a lot of calls. actual there was talking. A lot of, uh, yeah. There's a lot of busy signals and, and other parents parents picking up the phone. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Terrible. That's right. <clears throat> Different yeah. world, man. Different world. But I'm I'm adjusting. I don't know. I'm, my shit is a little weird right now. I'm on pause. Well, you're on a road game right now. I'm on some. I'm on some. Uh, some. Uh, what do you call that shit? Like uh, voluntary celibacy shit right now. I'm trying to take a break. Yeah. I don't want my. I don't want my shit to fall off. That's so a man I'm that's had his be... vision clouded by too many women talking. <laughs> that's what that is. He's I'm just trying, trying to, to get gain my sanity. Shit together, yeah. <laughs> you got to take your foot off the gas. Shit. See where you're going. <laughs> yeah. all right well hey lee any uh final tips for the growers out there in life or in uh, cannabis growing or in anything and then whatever you want to say no i just make sure i think you know you got the groundwork laid very well man keep keep cultivating you guys grow your own medicine um uncle randy blessed me the other day with something that uh actually helped my nephew uh, really tremendously in a tough situation and you know, I just wanted to tell you how much I appreciated that it. It meant a lot to me. Nah man, I, I uh, support you 100% in all your endeavors. You know, I, I love you man and, and I think everybody who, who tunes in is appreciative of what it is you do. And, uh, I hope you keep it up, man. You guys are doing great stuff, and uh, I support you 100%. Uh, Thanks for having uh, me. Uh, thank you, Lee. Yeah, love you too, man. All right. You have a good night. We'll love talk man. soon. Peace out. All right, that was Big Lee, everybody. So uh, we'll have him on again because he has some stories that I think would be Yeah, he's really, really cool. I loved him. Uh, you know? Yeah. And then now that the statute of uh, limitations is uh, over, he can maybe tell more. Maybe in like about four years, he's can has even more to tell. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what his situation is. Mm. You know, to that detail. All right. So, anyways, crop tober. Next time we uh, interview him, I'm gonna bring some tequila. We should, cause he's, yeah, he's in Mexico. For sure. All right. Let's listen to these voicemails that we got. Everybody.
Hey, Dick, you guys, you got to check out this cartoon on YouTube. It's called it's 419, uh, 419.com. But he uh, has you a YouTube channel. Every week he does like a one or three minute video. And uh, I would recommend getting very high before you watch these. Because you almost have to be high to get them. You know? And I can't even explain what's happening in them. You just have to watch and judge for yourself. You know, and you can listen back to our, one of our earlier episodes with uh, Michael because uh, we're talking a lot about uh, which ep- episode to start with and what his favorite ones were and all that. So check it out, 419.com. A minute for where we need to be. That's the uh, that's the tag. All right, let's listen to this. Hey, Ventura, Ty, Pop. This is the Pride of 419. Okay. That's a minute away from where we all need to be. Okay, so I, that, my bad. I'm getting high now. I'm... <laughs> Yeah, I'm playing the same thing. All right. What's good, people? Yeah, that's a motherhood of marijuana. Um, check them out. That's a really cool uh, podcast that they have going on over there. But also, I like how you could hear the she was like checking out in the grocery store while she was calling. <laughs> so I just is that what I heard? Let me listen to that. Let's let's listen to this like forensic scientist. Sounds like she's at the grocery store. What makes you think that? That that noise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can just imagine her in the checkout line just like saying saying all those beautiful words for us. Anyways, uh-huh. check them out. Motherhood marijuana. I might be I might be too high to be saying that, so I apologize. I'll if if I said that wrong on the next podcast we do, I'll say it properly. But I think it's motherhood marijuana or motherhood like, I don't know. I'll find out before the show. But but check it out. I remember listening to it. It was very entertaining. So check it out. Also, you know, I just also want to tell everyone to listen to the 805 Uncensored podcast with uh, Jordan here. I don't know if I properly said how good your podcast is, but um, you should definitely check that one out. Uh, tell people what it's about and uh, how they can <clears throat> check you. So my podcast is mainly political, but... I also dive into music, spirituality, history, a bunch of different topics, and I interview a variety of people from all kinds of academic and professional backgrounds, including authors, musicians, um, even some people like running for office. Uh, but yeah, check my show out. I talk to a lot of really dope people, and I'm always happy to be here on the Tide Pod. Yeah. We smart. Hey, I wonder who that could be. People really were asking where you were in the comments, though, Junior. So. Alright. Good job. Good message. So, Junior is on e- officially on every single podcast ever now because he left a voicemail. So, he's, the streak continues. He's like. He's here. Yeah. Okay. I had some uh, crazy news stories. Do you want to go over them? Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's right. do it. 
uh, printed these out, okay? The first one I learned is uh, that uh, monkeypox can be carried by animals. Did you know this? Um, no. I'm just saying that. I tell you fuckers that pet your dogs all the time. You know, take them to dog parks. Just saying. Better watch out. Better stop kissing your dog on the lips. Yeah. All right, so this is... Many people have been infected in the past few months. Uh, compared to previous outbreaks, thereby increasing the chances of the virus interacting with animals. And then they indicated that, uh, I guess it peaked in August, 7,500 in one month. Oh, wow. That's terrifying. What would you rather have, uh, COVID or uh, uh, monkeypox, Jordan? Oh, Jesus Christ. What would I rather have? Yeah. I mean, I guess monkeypox right now. No, I'd rather have COVID. Really? Yeah, because you after COVID like seems... a f- few days though you like kind of recover. I feel like monkeypox is gonna be leave some scars. It's gonna be really fucked up. Possibly. I've seen those pictures, man. I don't want fucking monkeypox. <laughs> <I don't laughs> it's want going longer blood. than five days. It's a terrible but, choice, but yeah, uh, yeah. Whatever you say says a lot about who you are. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> all right. Jordan is a monkeypox guy, and I'm a COVID guy. <laughs> somebody's gonna yeah. somebody's gonna completely yeah. clip that and we're we're so fucked yeah just so you know ladies jordan doesn't have either of those so he's available all right part of the reason uh scientists don't know the virus don't know about, about the virus is the uh there's not a long-term history of it so they don't have like this uh background of surveillance and they said it's in an endemic now so i guess that's cool who says that? Scientists? Um, scientists. You have yeah, like papers yeah, yeah. on that or I mean, data? I don't, but it looks like they're coming up. Um, few data from field indicate how animals might infect the course. No, there's no data that says that it's an endemic. You think uh, monkeypox is on the rise? Yes. Yeah. Dude, I hope I, I, hope I don't get that. Fuck. I don't want that <laughs> yeah. either. I, I, mean, I also don't want to... COVID. <laughs> no, I'm not saying I want. No, COVID, I know, but... <laughs> I know. If you you're saying if you had to choose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm taking I'm taking COVID over monkeypox. Um, should I go to the In-N-Out Burger on SeaWorld or Esplanade after the show? SeaWorld. SeaWorld. Yeah. That one's better. It's just near closer to the freeway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What time's it close? We got to end the show by no, now. No, they both close at one thirty. But oh, okay, I, you're yeah. good. You're good. All right. They close. Why do they close right before? Like I would think you'd want to stay open to two thirty just to get that after bar crowd. But I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> Trying to help you. Oh, I know why. Cause it like goes into like Sunday. <laughs> well, it's already Sunday. Oh wait, that and now it could be open Saturday. on Sunday. That was Chick Fil A. It's like, Friday. Chick Fil A is like we're not. Yeah. We're not opening on Sundays. Yeah. Right. Right. All right. So the best way to prevent monkeypox from spilling into more animals is uh, to stop the spread between humans. And the best way to do that is to ramp up vaccine distribution. Are you going to... Did you get the monkeypox vaccine? Uh, no. Isn't it like the polio shot? Mm, I don't know. No. No, that's, that's yeah. disinformation. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll admit when I'm wrong, when I'm being a fucking idiot. No, no. I mean, don't... Actually, anybody that's listening to any of this, like, just... 
you know, don't I wouldn't use either of us for like information right now because we're pretty <laughs> intoxicated. Yeah, know, definitely and, not experts. Yeah, by any means. Also, not experts. That's that's the second point. Maybe I should have said first. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, don't listen to us as far as uh, I'm reading articles here and commenting. All right, so um, they found a graveyard of uh, dead stars out there. Of which, what? Dead stars. Dead stars. Yeah, they got we're... sucked into a black hole. Oh, and so they found like a graveyard. Oh shit! You know, so uh, it's kind of sad because you're just like, wow, these are like some serious life forms that just got totally destroyed, you know. And uh, they found the graveyard of the dead star that they found is twenty five times our sun, as far as size. Holy shit! And the sun's pretty fucking yeah. big. Or that that yeah exactly, and then um, basically when the black hole comes, <clears throat> it like warps warps up everything around it so yeah and i don't know like i don't know you seem like somebody that might be might have looked into that. i've never deep dive black holes too much <laughs> but uh i know it can be pretty complex math wise yeah yeah you haven't done that not too much into <laughs> astrophysics got it so they found the image of the milky way and a sideways view of it and they kind of put them together and that's when they can see the exotic, they call them exotic carcasses. It's an odd name, but whatever. Um, they were flung out into the darkness of interstellar space by the supernova that created them and hence slipped beyond sight and knowledge until now. And so what they're saying is they didn't get flung out, they were sucked up by a black hole. Hmm. And uh, totally destroyed. Okay. I'm not, I have no idea why I printed that story out. Because, I mean, it seems like something I'm not like super interested in. But maybe I did it by accident. Okay. But it's uh, it is nine pages long. <laughs> Which thank God I didn't start that. Okay. Um they said uh, Google Maps is gonna get an update. Okay, do you hear about this? So they're hoping it will keep inspiring you to use it to plan your adventures. If you're heading into a new part of town, a feature called neighborhood vibe will help you get a vibe of where you're going. By surfacing, yeah, yeah, that's a neighborhood. Sorry, good. No, that's okay. So you get a vibe of where you're going by surfacing user reviews and you know as you're going through the area. So you can get the vibe of a neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) Very vague collection of like what they're what data they're collecting here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they combine AI with local knowledge. From Google Map users who add more than 20 million con- contributions to the map each day. <laughs> so, because if there's anyone I trust to know what's up where I live, it's a bunch of crowdsourced internet randos. So. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what what if they're like, you know, if it's like a bad neighborhood, they're like, it's bad vibe here. You know, does it tell you it's like a bad vibe? Like there's drug deals going down? <laughs> I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah. Or are they going to like cross this studio right here? And they'll be like, there's good vibes in there. There's good vibes in the Ventura Tide Pod studio. You know? Oh, there always is. Yeah. So. And we'll see. Good. This will be the test of how good Google it, is. You know? It, it radiates that energy. <laughs> it does. I mean, you know, we literally are live streaming, so that our energy's going somewhere. Yeah. You know? The 
Um, oh yeah, they're getting Fitbit. So Fitbit users are required to log What's into Google. Cy- uh, yeah. Cyberspace is the term, I think. Yeah. Or metaverse. Metaverse. Are we in the metaverse right now? I don't know. Probably. Have you ever been zucked on Facebook? No. How'd you do that? Oh, oh, basically by just posting anything um, that goes against like the status quo or like, um, I mean, this isn't even conspiratorial. Like Facebook is pro-Nazi. Like you can look this shit up. They've protected white supremacists. They've protected Nazis on there. Um, there's a meme right here that I'm looking at right now. It says, you can't post that. <laughs> it's Mark Zuckerberg as Hitler. Because because he blocks certain yeah, posts. Right? There's a bunch of yeah. like left-wing people that right, right. push back against all that, and they've been uh, taken off Facebook. And Like I said, you can look this up. Jesus. You don't have to take me at face value, but I'm not bullshitting you. So what is, what is the implication of that, do you think? Well, it's, it's censorship at its worst. And yeah. my podcast literally has the word uncensored in it because I'm hardcore anti-censorship because once you start... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> once you, you can... open the jar, man... Agree. Yeah, they, should have, uh, they shouldn't have censored anything and just, you know, uh, when they say, like, oh, there's false information... Well, the problem isn't fact-checking. I think we're the idiots. The problem is yeah. who are the fact-checkers... Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know like the cdc for example i'm not going to go down a covid rabbit hole because we, we can do that on an entire other episode yeah we're doing that on an episode coming soon but like the cdc has obviously become like a capitalist oriented agency and it are, always was in the sense where they're like protecting this biz- big business um when they just accepted a phone call from the delta ceo delta airlines when they said, uh, we don't want to wear masks anymore. Like, we don't think that's necessary. They were <laughs> like, okay, or we can just shorten the isolation period to five days. And then even if you uh, have COVID, you can go back to work. <laughs> so, like, yeah, once yeah, that yeah. happens, like, dude, this is not an agency that's making decisions based on science. This well, is- yeah, you know, they lost a lot of trust, I would say, right at the beginning of the pandemic when they told everyone, like, not to wear a mask. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And then it wasn't, like, because we need to save them for the doctors, which was the actual reason they wanted to save them. It was like, no, we need our healthcare workers to not get sick because that's what happened in Italy. Yeah. If they just said that, I feel like most Americans would say, oh, that makes sense. I abide by that. But instead they said, no, it's not recommended because it increases your chance of getting COVID because it holds the air in or something, some bullshit like that. And it was just like, it didn't make sense then. <laughs> it doesn't make sense now. No. And I think people stop trusting them because yep. of these little stupid lies that are really unnecessary. And then, you know, totally. little by little, it chips away the trust that people have. Because if you ask me about five years ago, if the CDC was trustworthy, oh, yeah, exactly. I would have said, totally. yeah, I would trust them with my life, you know? Yeah, couldn't um, agree more. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways, they broke their own trust. They did it themselves. You know, and then, you know, the government is uh, the same way. And I feel like if, uh, going back to Zuck, you know, I feel like if um, there was no censorship and there's a bunch of really fake articles, there would come a point when, like, it would market correct, if you know what I mean, where, like, people would say, they, they would just keep getting more and more outlandish yeah, to the because, point where I we mean, would recognize fake. but they're not yeah. that stupid. Right. Exactly. 
And I feel like there'd be like almost a shaming of like, oh, he sent like a article from like this this source. Like everybody knows they're full of shit. Yeah. You know, and then you'd get uh, different media companies that are like, you know, fact check everything and they're independent journalists or whatever. And then people would start trusting them because it would explode like everywhere. Yeah. There'd be uh, journalist stuff. Yeah. So, sorry. My whole point with the COVID thing was uh, if you go against the CDC, like on Instagram, Instagram is owned by Facebook. Um, you'll get like a strike because mm. like you're going against the official narrative of the government and that mm-hmm. the CDC is like the ultimate wisdom and authority when it comes to COVID. And in this instance, when it comes to um, the fact checking for Instagram and Facebook. Right. So like I said, the problem isn't um, fact checking itself. It's who are the fact checkers? Like, Understood. We end up just Understood. getting fucking censored. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just another way to silence uh, free speech. Were you pro uh, Donald Trump getting um, kicked off of Twitter? I actually wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't either, actually. I felt like, like you know, let the man burn himself down. <laughs> you know, like the yeah, Sun Tzu, because I'm not a big Donald Trump fan, sorry. But uh, it was like, they say, never stop a man from, like, you know, destroying himself. I'm mispronouncing everything or misphrasing that, but whatever. That's basically what he was saying. You know, never stop an enemy that's fucking up, basically. And I felt like he was really fucking up. Oh, that was you know? um, Sun Tzu, the Art Sun Tzu, of War. Sun Tzu, the Art of War. Yeah, yeah. Never so, stop never an enemy. Retreating? Yeah, yeah, it was something like yeah, that. Yeah, or never right. stop your opponent while he's making a mistake. You know, that's that was another one. Yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of great quotes in there. Mm-hmm. But basically, it was like, okay, this guy's like really like taking Twitter to like his own downfall. And it's just like, we pull, we gave him a bailout card we let him we said we're banned from twitter so now he gets to be a martyr you know it was really unfortunate i felt like he was it was like okay finally like this is where i always knew his presidency was going it was going to like where he just gets so insane that it's just like he crosses the line exactly he really was getting right up on that line you know or like the americans were going to turn on him and they just bailed him out they said, oh, you're banned. And then he got to be quiet, let everything cool down, but pretend like he had something to say. You know? Yeah, spot on. And that's, like, also freedom of speech. Like, even if you say... I guess, what what they say? Like, it's like crying fire in a building when you're inciting a riot. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I don't know if he used Twitter to do that, though. No. So... He didn't violate a Twitter policy, you know. It definitely no, wasn't nice what he did, but yeah. No, and you know, Trump Trump is obviously a giant figure, but like, you know, somebody like me or somebody like you, like relatively small podcasters or even just regular people using social media, um, them getting like fucking uh, strikes. And their Instagram accounts, like Facebook accounts, taken down, etc. That's bullshit, dude. That's uh, not cool. Yeah. The Ventura Tide Pod has been kicked off of Instagram three times. I got demonetized yeah. on my Instagram. So <laughs> I can't put ads up. Sorry. Which I, I don't yeah, really yeah. want to. I don't to think you were ever ads. putting ads up. Yeah. No, I'm very much anti-ad. Uh, I, I really don't want to play that game. Maybe I do to get more publicity, but uh, I don't think I want to sell my soul that way. So, 
Yeah, we don't want to ever have ads on the Ventura Toy yeah. Con. No, right no ads. We support the pawn shop of Ventura. Everybody check it out. That's where we got our mic cards, and uh, they're the best pawn shop in California. For sure. And also voted number one in Ventura County. Go check them out. I'm Tom the Tide Pod sent you. Actually, I do That's have one That's not a commercial. Ad. We're just supporting them. I do have one ad. Yeah? Okay, it's, go it's my It's my podcast recording service, which is Anchor. Okay. We do not use Anchor. Okay. But... Jordan does. Listen to him. 805 Uncensored. <laughs> As I take That's it. your anchor commercial? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, I, I'm not going to play the ad. Come on. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, because Anchor is actually owned by Spotify, which is... Um, yeah. Can I talk about Spotify a little bit? You know? I mean, it's my podcast. I guess I can. But do you want to talk about Spotify? In what way? I like. I actually like Spotify. Well, just the data they're collecting and what it's what the, how they're using it. Um, enlighten me. I'm not familiar. Okay, so they're doing a couple things. Okay, one is they're collecting a tremendous amount of data on Jesus how people experience <laughs> music. <laughs> well, you're gonna like this story then. So what they've basically figured out is when people turn up the volume when they turn it down when they skip a song when they stop it when they add it to a playlist when they share it with a friend mm-hmm. and they have all this data and um they're collecting data on like when do people skip the song you know and then they're d- moving the chorus around oh whoa. literally changing the way that um they're recommending they're like Using doing like a consulting service to like some artists are like hey you got to move that chorus up because it's got to happen in this amount of seconds to avoid the skip, and so no the algorithms that they're getting are literally starting to meld music to like you know some of the higher level things to like where they're getting closer to like what the human brain wants to hear. Oh whoa. Okay, and so that's the good part. I mean it's kind of good. I mean whatever technology to improve. A product i'm always for that but what they what they're doing that's a little bit shady is um you know like artists they rely on plays you know they get paid based on a certain amount of plays but spotify is like you know how they have those playlists yeah they'll use like the big hits in the front but then to steal because they if they use a spotify artist they don't have to pay anything they draw a contract with the artist and they own the rights to the music so what they're doing is they're creating their own music to take the place of real artists music on these super popular playlists and it's saving them like you know millions of dollars right because Mm -hmm. you know let's say a playlist has like 10 million daily listeners if 10 of those songs are Spotify songs made by anonymous artists they don't have to pay for that it's a flat fee, and they're designing it using the data of our listening patterns. They're getting like you know musicians, random musicians, to just follow this pattern, get the chorus here. Makes so, sense. Capitalist anyways. element of music. Yeah, <laughs> it is a capitalist element. Element of music. Late stage yeah. capitalism. Look it up, folks. But once again, late stage capitalism. And the music we listen to is, Look up is exactly what we want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we got to get KJ on this new algorithm, first of all, because we got to blow up the misrestricted KJ uh, playlist. We're going to see if we can make her a few cents with all these streams she's getting, you know, and then she's those cents are going to turn wants. into dollars, and then they're going to turn into, you know, gold, barred gold. 
Bars of gold? Yeah. Gold, gold bars. I'm, I'm very high, too. Bars of gold. Um, <laughs> yeah. Dude, Spotify shows up to KJ's house with bars of gold. Fuck, yeah. I can't, it's hard to, like, open my eyes right now. Yeah, do you smoke this, uh, this weed right here? This is a blueberry. So, no, anyways, this is a outdoor grown. Um, listen, I always recommend uh, trying to smoke some of the outdoor stuff. It just hits a little bit harder and it hits longer. And it's not as aggressive and druggy as some of that indoor stuff. <laughs> you know, Uncle Lee drew. So, all right, that's all I have. I do want to say something about the uh, City Hall meeting, and I think we'll probably go into that more on uh, Tuesday's show. But, uh, I just want to um, commend uh, Mike Johnson of District 3. Like, he had, like, one of those performances that, that you see in, like, kind of, like, courthouse dramas. You know, I don't want to, like, overplay it. Like, it's going to be the most entertaining video. But if you want to watch the uh, September 26th uh, Ventura City Hall uh, meeting, skip to hour, <laughs> hour three, minute nine or so. And then you can watch uh, Mike Johnson just kind of dismantle, like, kind of... Um, some of the report that he got from the Glenn Overly investigation. So what this guy did was he found the, uh, he went through the credit card statements of everybody on the city staff. About 120 of their staff members get uh, credit cards and he looked through all of them and he found patterns and he found a particular, you know, two or three, I'm looking at you, Alex McIntyre, um, city manager. He was on basically every single one. And then they looked deeper and it's like, oh, he's spending an obscene amount of money on, uh, you know, fancy meals and all that. Um, I just want to bring it up because, uh, first of all, I think it's like kind of a distraction from the real issues, which is like the housing shortage that uh, Ventura is having. And then we're about to lose every single resident that's under 25 if they don't want to live with their parents. And, uh, you know, that's something that we should probably be focusing more on than these uh, credit card statements. But I get the point. You know, you got to weed out corruption if you're able to because um we people need to trust their government and uh jordan you met michael johnson right yeah yeah he's he's a really cool guy i like him a lot and then uh i would say you know the election's coming up in november and if you think about it the local politics are going to affect you a lot more than uh you know biden trump yes exactly so vote in local government i'm an anarchist and i support voting for local government Yep. Even Definitely get involved too. It. Yeah. Fuck those people in DC, but get involved <laughs> in local government. It definitely affects your day to day life. Yeah, and they don't More get paid so that much. You imagine. Yeah. yeah, they don't get paid that much. They're actually true uh, public servants in a lot of sense. They're yes. like what how politics used to be. Although, judging by these credit card statements, it looks like there's some other shit going on. Yeah, so, they're you know. definitely shady. Mm-hmm. But they're a little bit shady, but they don't. They don't have the opportunities that I'm sure if they could go to they DC. They don't have nearly and, the uh, opportunities. DC is a different mm-hmm. animal in terms of the swampiness. Yep, I'm sure if they got a little promotion and they did end up in DC, yeah. these might be the people that are you know. I don't want to slander anyone, but you know they might be on the, the up and up. Yeah, potentially you know? have those you know one thousand yeah. dollar bottles of wine or something like that. But uh, you those know charcuterie boards. Chartreuse boards, yeah, yeah like eleven hundred dollars. Yeah, those yeah. are often like around two grand. I heard. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I I mean, we had one here. I don't think it cost two grand. Or else, you know, it's more like twenty bucks. But it wasn't I'm just, a good I'm one. Just, I'm just fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> like, put, put it on the business card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not allowed to buy alcohol. Okay, city halls. That's what that's what you guys were doing. 
And also, like, you know, you're going out to lunch. Do you have to go to Lure? <laughs> I mean, that's like the fanciest restaurant. You're going to Lure. It's like, you know, I don't know, maybe Brown Baggett. You know? Yeah. But you're basically going to, like, five-star restaurants. And then, you know, the is, tips. Is Lure a five-star okay. restaurant? Uh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> no, there's better restaurants around here. Yeah, what 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 do you like around here? What's your uh, Ventura restaurant? Oh my god! We'll close out this show. Yeah, for, not for Ventura. I couldn't think of one for Ventura right off the bat. But dude, my favorite restaurant in all of Ventura County is re- right in the Oxnard Harbor, which is where I live. Mm-hmm. The Lookout. The Lookout. Best clam chowder and a bread bowl. I grew up in Northern California, so I frequent the Bay Area. And San Francisco is obviously known for their clam chowder. And this place, The Lookout, has clam chowder that's absolutely comparable to Pure 39 quality clam chowder. And definitely go there. And while you're out there, stop by Skunk Masters. Thank you guys for providing all the weed that we smoke and then uh, just being nice and giving us like free drinks and all that. Shout out to so. From the Earth. Shout out to HPC as well. Yeah. Them too. <laughs> We'd love to thank you every show. All you got to do is give us free stuff. It's not expensive. All right. Um, so check out the 805 Uncensored podcast. I want to say that. And then uh, we're going to have another episode coming up pretty soon where we're going to probably go a little deeper into some of the city hall issues and, you know, just some upcoming guests. Guests, We're probably going to try to get a Defoe back in here. And uh, we have Liz Campos, who's running for uh, District 1. We're hoping to get her. And then, you know, some of her... Uh, the people that help out with our campaign, we're hoping to get them on as well. And then we have the, uh, I think it's called the Ventura, what was the Ventura Housing? The Renters' Rights Group? I don't know. Yeah, it was the Ventura oh, the Renters. Ventura Tenants Union. Yeah, the Ventura Tenants Union. So we're hopefully going to get some of them on it as well. So stay tuned and have a good night.